What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Let's Talk Movies. I'm Brad. I'm Miguel. And in this episode, we are talking Scarlett Johansson versus Disney and what it means for both parties moving forward and what it means for the movie industry as a whole. Guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, I feel like it's been a little bit since we got to do this. Um, we didn't have a movie news show this week, and uh, last week it was just me because Miguel was busy. This week I've been busy. I was out of town. I've been, um, I've been teaching. I mean, it's just been this bit. This week has been wild. So we are back I, finally. I was for a day, and I just like got trashed. So I was just unavailable for the, for the entire weekend. That's fair. So yeah, I, I'm. I'm sure everybody was probably saying, "Where the hell are they?" But we we're just busy, man. We had a lot going on. I actually have a few videos that are like ready to go. I just, I, I've, I've been slacking. I just haven't gotten a chance to, to do it. But here we are. This is the thirty-second episode, and we are talking about the drama between Scarlett Johansson and Disney, and it may even be extending to a couple of other actors. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, but how are you doing today, man? We're filming in the middle of the day, which is kind of crazy for us. We've been doing that a lot lately. We've been doing less yeah. like late at night and more like in the middle of the day. Exactly. That's kind of weird. It's, it's weird okay though. The sun in my back, even though like I, know. I have it completely covered. Seeing the light above my H2 Michael's head. I know. This kind of makes me want to prep for going to sleep, but I'm not <laughs> Makes you tired? No. Uh, oh yeah, if I have the Red Bull, that's fine. Mm. I'm just drinking water. I'm drinking it out of a mug though, because I'm booty. Exactly. See, the fact the fact that we're doing this like in the day it means that we're not drinking because it's kind of fucked up to be drinking in the midday. Yeah, I'm not drinking. Like also, event going on. Yeah, I got to go see my in laws later, and I got to get. I'm I'm not drinking right now. So you need to drink, guys. <laughs> no, no. I'm kidding. I'm killing. I'm kidding, Julia. <laughs> I'm. I love your family. I'm just kidding. Even um, I'm gonna be straight up with you. I haven't watched anything this week. I I rewatched the first half of episode one of Stranger Things. That's about all I've watched. I've been getting home late. I was out of town for two days. I went and saw Green Day finally, and it was freaking amazing. Um, but I haven't watched a thing other than that. So, did you watch anything good this week? Okay. I watched a lot of like. Cheesy '90s action hero movies. That is great. That makes sense. That sounds like a That's really like good time. Biggest, it's like the biggest like cop out movie that you could think of. It's like if you can't think of anything to watch, yeah, that's your go to. Like I saw like three movies that had like Jean Claude Van Damme, Bloodsport, Terminator, yeah. Die Hard, whatever, whatever you can pull out. What? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I, I watched him, and like let's be honest, guys, this guy is this guy's kind of a nut job right now, and it's yeah. funny to see him in previous movies. Dude, you can just see how much of a crazy shit bag he is. Yeah. Also, those are my movies. Shout out to uh, Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger, who his birthday was a couple days ago. I think yeah, yesterday maybe. Oh, might have been yeah. Shout out to you, Arnold. Um, so let's talk about this Scarlett Johansson thing because you know if you think back to I believe it was our eighth episode of the show like long time ago 
Um, Yeah, we were still like hardcore in lockdown when we did this episode. Uh, We kind of had a feeling that something like this would be coming down the pipeline. Um, Well, the way the way it started was we did an episode on it, not on like general streaming alone. It was just like the future of the movie theater. Right. And we were interested on that because of this whole pandemic and how everything was like shutting down. A lot of movie theaters were losing um, revenue. And then all of a sudden, all these studios decided to like say, oh, why don't we just um, stream the movies coming out along yeah. with the along with the theatrical debut. Yeah. And I'm we sure did- all of us thought of us. I'm sure all of us thought that was like a big like big hero save thing remember yeah well i i believe we did that episode when disney plus and paramount plus and hbo max and all of those were starting to like pop up and go live yeah so because i mean if you think about it disney plus and hbo max are not that old i mean it's mm-hmm. been within the last They're i mean only- it's july it's the end of july and it's been um it's been half a year really since they came out i mean they haven't been around for all that long so i think it's and the reason why they popped out so much is because of these um because of their decision to do a same day uh stream yeah their actual debut well and we kind of approached this before from the angle of if you do this simultaneous theatrical and streaming release together on the same day it's going to hurt. I feel like it's going to hurt both because you're not, you're not getting the full profit of what you would make in a theater and you're not getting the full profit of what you could make on a streaming service. I feel like they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot a little bit. And this whole thing that's coming out about Scarlett Johansson, um, I I think it's kind of proving that fact a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, this has opened up, this whole like suit has opened up a whole new topic of discussion. But before right. when we talked about it, it wasn't necessarily about money. It was just like, oh, the experience we're gonna have watching. Right. Y'all had nothing. The whole idea of money and like where the money comes from and all that stuff. It really didn't. It wasn't our main concern. We were just talking about like the movie experience in itself. Yeah. But then, with all these other ones, all these other like. Um, vocal responses against the streaming services and then with scarjo uh, actually filing suit and being a prominent voice in this situation i mean it's it's kind of it's kind of like came out of left field for me yeah because i didn't think that was going to be a big deal i thought stuff like that was already taken care of when that was announced right you know what i mean yeah for sure um so what i wanted to do i have a couple of different articles pulled up because there have been a couple of different things since since the initial reports of you know scarlett johansson is suing disney came out um there's been a couple of other articles kevin feige has kind of spoken out a couple of other actors have spoken out disney's fired back um there's there's kind of been a lot that's transpired over the last couple of days so if you're not really up to date on what's going on um scarlett johansson has sued the Walt Disney Company, for a breach in her contract where she was supposed to get X amount of dollars from its theatrical release, but Disney has kind of gypped her because she's not getting what it's making on Disney+. Plus. If you pay the 
35 whatever is it it's so stupid i don't know why anybody would pay that i remember for I remember uh, that one day yeah when you whenever we had a, we were going to do a review the next day and i said all right fine i'll watch it tonight and then i texted you immediately i was like 25 dollars really yeah i it's i, I don't I was I was immediately thrown off by Disney's decision for that. I, I think that's the biggest issue with Disney Plus. But let's check out this article. Um, let's see. All right, here is the article. Miguel, can you see that? Okay. I can see this fucking great picture. I know, right? Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow lawsuit against Disney explained. This is on Screen Rant. Um, I know that's actually pretty funny. Well, yeah. <laughs> Nobody can stop Mickey Mouse, man. Yeah. Nobody can. Is this how is this how the you remember that you remember that little rant I went on with Disney? Do you think is how it starts? This is how Disney like, begins taking over the world. Yeah, they start attacking <laughs> their own like pop stars and then boom. I know. They start attacking the people who help make them. Um mm-hmm. so let's read through this. In the wake of Black Widow finally arriving in theaters after multiple delays, star Scarlett Johansson is suing the Walt Disney Company for breach of contract over the movie's simultaneous release on Disney Plus Premier Access. We just talked about that. The dual approach to movie releases has been implemented by several studios as a compromise during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. It allows moviegoers to see films on the big screen if they feel safe to do so, or watch them in their own homes if they are vulnerable, self-isolating, or in an area with high infection rates. However, it has also opened up studios like Warner Brothers, which is releasing all of its 2021 movies simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max to criticism and threats of legal action from theater chains, stakeholders, production companies, and movie talent. You know, it kind of makes me wonder, Miguel, if they, if Disney thought about this and if it's a calculated risk that they were like willing to take. You know what I mean? Like, were did they know the risks in this, and were they just like, screw it, we're going to do it anyways because we think it'll work out well for us? I don't know. You mean like... They knew, they had to have known this was going to piss people off, and that it was going to piss the studio chains and the talent and all these different, uh, their stakeholders, they they had to have known that it was going to be a problem at some point. I think it was probably, I think it was because they did this, I think they did a calculated risk thinking that they were going to make a substantial amount of money that was just going to cover the general amount that Scarjo and her her um, agency or managers would not have any muster fuss over it. They may well, have like another contract uh, you know, renegotiation, but right. they weren't expecting the they weren't expecting to be this much of a difference yeah yeah and i mean i'm not even just talking about scarlett johansson i'm talking about when they decided that they were going to do a disney streaming service they had to have known that that theater chains were not going to like that because it means less money for them they had to have known that production companies want it to be on the big screen because that's how they intended for all of these things to be released i feel like disney had to have taken a calculated risk and just decided to chance it because they knew that in the end it would be more money for them. I, I it's slight, it's a little bit greedy, and I, I love Disney, man. Like I, I have no qualms with. I love Mr. Mouse, even though he looks pretty pissed right here. Um, but I just, I, I don't know. I do think it's kind of crappy of them to do. So let's read on a little bit. 
Black Widow's release has become the centerpiece of a new battle in this war over dual theatrical and streaming releases and could become a bellwether of how future lawsuits play out. Here's a breakdown of Johansson's lawsuit, yada, yada, yada. Um, It's kind of interesting because I actually just got my Black Widow poster in the mail this morning. On the day that we're doing this episode, can get some uh, percentage of that of your purchase? Of my purchase, probably not because I bought it from Amazon. And actually, I'm gonna have to trim it down. I shouldn't have bought it. I should have waited. I don't know. I bought it on Amazon. It's a piece of crap. Scarjo needs to to sue Jeff Bezos now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's read on. Actors' contracts often stipulate that they'll be paid a combination of an upfront fee and either a percentage of the box office profits or bonuses based on hitting certain benchmarks known as back-end deal. This is beneficial to the studio because it prevents the budget from becoming too bloated during production and limits the overall loss if the movie bombs at the box office. It can also be very lucrative for the actor as they stand to make a lot more money back for, from back-end bonuses than they would have been able to negotiate in an upfront fee. For example, Robert Downey Jr. made $20 million upfront for playing Tony Stark in Avengers Endgame and a further $55 million from the, his back-end deal for an 8% share of the box office profits so if they if if they get a front-end deal basically the actor is getting a cut of they're getting a cut of the um of the production budget they're getting a cut before any of the profits that means disney and the production company will get all of the profits from the movie. A back-end deal is meaning that they are going to get a percentage of the profits. And Scarlett Johansson's contract for Black Widow stated that this was a back-end deal, that she would get uh, X amount of the profits from the movie in the theater. But like we said, the issue here is that it didn't say anything about Disney+. And Disney+, Plus probably came in, well, they know it came in after we knew that Black Widow was a thing. So, and after, not maybe even not after we knew, but after she, she knew that they were going to make this movie before Disney Plus existed. So, um, these contracts usually include a guarantee that the movie re- will receive an exclusive theatrical release, which ensures that they reach their maximum box, box office potential. Johansson's lawsuit against Disney states that her salary was largely tied to the performance of Black Widow, with the star set to receive bonuses when it hits certain targets at the box office, and that the decision to release the movie simultaneously on Disney Plus constitutes a breach of contract. Black Widow made $158.8 million internationally on its opening weekend, and in a rare lifting of the veil surrounding streaming numbers, Disney revealed that it had also generated $60 million in Disney Plus Premier Access purchases for a combined 218.8 global launch. That's a lot of freaking money. So it, God, it did, that's a it lot of money. Better, it did better in the streaming service than it did in the movie theater? Um, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. I said yeah, no, no, no. It, it still did better in the theater, but you you could look at this two ways. I, I to the every to the average everyday Joe, we're not actors. We don't have these multi million dollar contracts. It's like, well, hell, I'd love to have a cut of one hundred and fifty eight point eight million dollars. Like that would be awesome. But the fact that Disney promised her universal that because of that back end deal and the fact that Disney promised her that she would get a cut of all of the earnings of the movie as a whole. 
She should be getting a cut of the $218 million, which comes from the theatrical release and the Disney Plus release, not just the theatrical release. They're they're jipping her of that other $60 million that it made on Disney Plus. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's pretty good. I'm not a person that would spend... Uh, I wouldn't spend the $25 or whatever it was. Is that what it was? $25 bucks on oh, Disney Plus? Oh, okay, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. have. I, I mean, and... I, I'm a big Scarlett Johansson fan, and I would not have paid that. Um, I would have just gone to the movie theater and seen it, which I did go to the movie theater and see it and saw it. Yeah, it would have been cheaper. Honestly, think about it. Yeah. You would have spent, what, 10 bucks now? Because the movie theaters are, like, getting cheaper now with tickets, and plus drinks and food are cheaper now. Yeah, Yeah. I'd probably spend, like, I don't know, 16, maybe 18 bucks at the movie theaters to watch it. And have like a decent experience as compared to being at home and watching it like for twenty five dollars. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah, I, I just I, I understand why this is an issue, and I think this is going to be a recurring issue. I don't think this is going to stop with her. Oh, um, this isn't a one time thing, right? Also, this isn't the first. ScarJo is just the first to to speak out about it. about it. Like if you take a look at a. If you take a look at uh, what's his name, the director of Dune that's coming out, uh-huh. that's going to stream, and he's been vocal about it. Right. Um, it's just hitting Disney Daughtry, first. Yeah, Michael Daughtry himself uh, mentioned that as well with uh, Godzilla vs Kong. Because he knows yeah. that, that was he knows that that ruined a good number of the box office for Godzilla mm. vs Kong. So, right. I mean, it was this was something that I'm pretty sure most of us knew was going to happen. In the back of our head, it wasn't something that we think would be like a massive change, but we thought we knew it would affect something. It would affect it a little yeah. bit. Knowing that it's actually affecting much more than just box office numbers, it's affecting actors, uh, studio crews, managers. Almost all of their general cut is being, um, how do you say, gypped. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of different ways that this is affecting a lot of different people, mm-hmm. um, and I props to Scarlett Johansson for for speaking out about it because again, it's something that you know if you think about it, you could probably figure out, but it's also not something that the majority of people are ever going to think about or ever going to pay attention to. Um, I also yeah, saw, yeah, I mean, talking about other people, I think Emma Stone is her legal team is considering suing mm-hmm. to over over Cruella which we went again uh, we went and saw Cruella in the movie theater I Julia and I actually really really liked it I thought it was a really good movie um and you know she's thinking of doing the same so uh, like we said this is happening um on a couple of different levels. So let's read on here. Though Black Widow was another solid hit for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the movie dropped sharply at the box office in its second weekend. Its simultaneous Disney Plus release not only means that some people are choosing to pay for home viewing instead of seeing it in theaters, but also makes the movie more vulnerable to piracy. Johansson's lawsuit argues that this hybrid release strategy has cut into Black Widow's box office profits and therefore significantly impacted the amount she was projected to make from the movie. You know, that's another thing that we discussed and that a lot of people have discussed is piracy, man. The I mean, I from the second that they put any of these movies on streaming services look how much of godzilla versus kong was leaked 
leaked, even though it was out. It was on, it, it was all over social media. Um, I mean, it, if you are somebody that, you know, we had to wait two or three days to go see it just because we were working and we were busy. You know, if you're somebody who's like, I don't want this movie spoiled for me at all. And if you're scrolling on Facebook and then suddenly you scroll past somebody's screencast of the movie from their Disney Plus account or from their HBO Max account or whatever, that sucks. You know, that's another issue that I think Disney really needs to take, not even just Disney, these streaming services, that's something else that they need to take into consideration. Um, Look at Jackass. We were just talking about Jackass Forever the other day. That's going to be a simultaneous thing. That'll be in the theaters and it'll be on Paramount+. Plus. So it's not... There isn't much like spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm trying to think of like releases further down the road. You talked about Dune. Um, Who's made, is that going to... Is that an HBO Max release? Does Warner Brothers own Dune? Okay. It is, and, it's, and that's going to be a pretty big movie. It's a pretty anticipated movie. So that's going to be a really big film, yeah. And it's, it's going to be blasted everywhere because people are going to get this premiere access. <coughs> Excuse me. And it's going to be everywhere. And that just, it sucks. I, it sucks. You know, it kind of makes me feel bad for not only the talent and the people who are acting in these movies, but for also for the writers, for the director, for the producers, for the people who have been working on this thing for two or three years, it mm-hmm. sucks to just have the experience thrown away. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying the streaming service throws it away, but the fact that people can so easily pirate it and screencast it and blast it on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and whatever else, Reddit, it just sucks. Yeah. Um, can you imagine... <laughs> can you imagine if... Uh... If they try to attempt this with like Steven Spielberg's uh, like plethora of Avatar movies, oh, Steven Spielberg's not—he's not, not going to lose that. James battle. Cameron or James Cameron? Fuck you! <laughs> you always say yeah, that. I always say that. I'm sorry, guys, if I'm going to piss off some people there too. But... Well, you—he won't know because James Cameron is still writing Avatar '64 in his basement right now. Yeah, exactly. But you get what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> a heavy hitter director like that—I mean, let's be honest—he's not going to allow. Um, this certain this new this new uh streaming service to belittle his, his uh yeah and i'm yeah. sure despite i know some people's opinions on the whole avatar thing some people love it some people hate it some people have just gotten tired of it already even though it's only one movie but it's still it's still like a major it's still like a major possible blockbuster or oh yeah it'll st- it'll 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 definitely be a billion benchmark film Exactly. And Whenever it I'm comes out. Sure, yeah. And I'm pretty sure so many people are working on that movie. Like, if it's already got like a fourth or fifth movie coming out, they're working on that. They're yeah. going to be spending at least another six or seven years making this entire story. And if these streaming servers are going to try to uh, just put it out there on <clears throat> on the day of debut, and then it's going to get pirated, like that's – piracy has always been a thing with the movies. Since I was little, since I was like you know, one of the yeah. little, one little criminals on LimeWire, as yeah. I'm sure all of us were, like that's that's a common thing. I remember, was, I remember I coming like, across a, a pirated copy of The Dark Knight when it first came out. Yeah, exactly. So it's a common thing. The difference now is that it's a lot much easier to oh. do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because this copy of The Dark Knight was burned on a CD. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. that ain't happen. That doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, now I could just 
watch it on um watch it on hbo max you know flip my phone to the screen record and guess yeah. what i have a copy of the movie mm-hmm. and next thing you know i could just sell it or just put it out there on online and that yeah. really belittles the whole work that these right. companies and studios have put forward on it so yeah. i don't know these again the streaming service is a great thing it's 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 a new frontier but the problem is is that it's happened so quickly in a span of six months that studios writers actors directors um like head execs of these uh companies can't really keep up with the the legality and renegotiation of these contracts to ensure everyone is getting uh fair compensation for the work that they've been put in right you know what i mean so yeah. i think this is like this right here is just the tip of the iceberg of what's to come and is this is this definitely should put up some questions as to like where are we going with this streaming service and what could this possibly mean for future movies that will be coming out because let's be honest are we going to have all of these other movies like take for disney and and, and to you are we going to get same day uh debuts on uh disney plus now we're probably not not after this yeah on it and if they do man they're the lawyers are going to be going through hell i don't know i a couple of years trying to renegotiate these contracts the the next little chapter in this in um screen rants breakdown article um this is where it gets spicier this is where you take that ghost chili or that carolina reaper and shove it somewhere uh so disney's response was pretty savage actually um Disney has hit back at Johansson for the lawsuit in a strongly worded response, I'll say, stating, There is no merit whatsoever to this filing. The lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global events of the co- or effects, excuse me, of the COVID-19 pandemic. The company did not address the claim that it had ignored previous efforts to renegotiate Johansson's contract, though the statement goes on to argue that the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with Premiere Access has a or has significantly enhanced Johansson's ability to earn additional compensation on top of the 20 million she has received to date. Oh. <laughs> oof. Big old oof. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, love I don't know. They, I love how they pushed how they low-key said how dare you, Starjo. About COVID during the COVID pandemic. I know. Honestly, like, that kind of strikes me as being like, are we really going to go there? Like, why? Exactly. Why do you need? Like, you're using that to make it. Pilots. You're it using that. The biggest cop out. You're you're exactly. You're using it to make it seem like oh, she's just greedy. She doesn't care. We're trying to give people this new access during COVID and when everything's getting bad again and blah 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 blah. Which is fine. I get it. But horrific and prolonged global f- effects of the... Co- it's like, come on, guys. Like, for real. Whoever wrote this, I mean, like, I, I get what you're saying, but also that's a little bit of an exaggeration, I think. I, I don't think her lawsuit is saying, I, give me more, give me more, give me more. I don't think that's what it is. I think, from what it's I've read, it sounds like she has been like- genuinely gypped of the money that she was supposed to earn. She's, she's pretty much, I think she's pretty much saying like, okay, I made this much and that's great, but yeah. Disney, you're telling me that there's 
more that you guys have that yeah. we made and that you decided to keep for yourself. Right. Even though our contract uh, doesn't state that, like that's something that we should have talked about a long time ago. For and sure. as you can see, they haven't commented on the fact that ScarJo's um, company didn't uh, the previous efforts yeah. to renegotiate. So I mean, they well, put in work to try to renegotiate this stuff. Yeah, and that's the thing that, I mean, I guess nobody, it, that's kind of hearsay because it's like, did Scarlett's team really try to renegotiate? Probably. Did Disney really ignore that? Probably, but nobody really knows. That's the kind of gray area where it's like, well, nobody really knows. I, I don't know. Uh, coffee is five forty nine dollars a piece. Um, so a Wall Street Journal source with knowledge of Johansson's contract claims that she faces a projected loss of $50 million in earnings due to Black Widow's release on Disney+. Ultimately, Johansson's legal standing will come down to whether or not she can prove damages and Disney's accusation that the lawsuit shows a callous disregard for the pandemic is irrelevant. The fiery response seems designed to make Johansson back off by threatening her public image, which it does. It 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 does. I mean, it, it makes her seem like, oh, she doesn't give a crap about the pandemic or about anybody that's, you know, who has who experienced a hardship due to the pandemic, which I think is a blatant disrespect to her. And I think it's an over-exaggeration, but that's my take. However, the actress's attorney, John Berlinski, that's a fun name, responded in a statement via Variety that argues Black Widow's Disney Plus release and the alleged breach of contract was driven by Disney's own financial self-interest. Here was his response. He said, it's no secret that Disney is releasing films like Black Widow directly onto Disney Plus to increase subscribers and therefore thereby boost the company's stock price. And that is high and that it's hiding behind COVID-19 as a pretext to do so. But ignoring the contracts of the artists responsible for the success of the films is furtherance. Uh, of this short slighted strategy violates their rights and as we look forward to uh, proving as much in court. This will surely not be the last case where Hollywood talents stand up to Disney and makes it clear that whatever the company may pretend, it has a legal obligation to honor its contracts. Um, I think his statement was very well done. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, I think there's a little bit of so, so, so what we're so what we need to look at it now is, does this lawsuit have merit? You know what I mean? Like, does it have merit? Does it have merit in the eyes of the court? I think yeah, it. I think it definitely has merit. Well, you you can't really like decide that unless you know you have the document of the contract hurt itself, right? Because unless uh, if if Scarlett Johansson can prove that Disney did not shortchanged her did not shortchange her or did not uh, come through to the promise of the actual revenue she what she's supposed to get from these movies then she can definitely have merit for right. any type of damages or loss of ink or loss of revenue yeah so if you if you were to look at the contract you would have to double check and make sure to see where she stands with get, where she can get the revenue because mm-hmm. again this is the whole is coming from the Disney Streaming Plus services, which I'm pretty sure the Disney Streaming Plus services was not introduced in her contract. Like that, this wasn't a this wasn't this wasn't introduced in her contract initially. It must have been something she renegotiated or attempted to. And 
if there was no if there was an attempt to renegotiate and obviously that's hearsay but if there's an attempt and disney uh disregarded it i mean that technically is like a, a breach of contract it has to at some point again i'm yeah. not a lawyer guys i just watch a lot of uh Legal Eagle. Do you guys know who that is? Check him out. He's fucking awesome. But like, I kind of like basing off like what I know I've seen from him. I mean, as of right now, at, at face value, we can't necessarily give like a good uh, answer or assumption whether or not this lawsuit has merit. Obviously, right. from, from looking at what everyone's been talking about, yeah, it, it does have uh, some some uh, merits as to as to having this lawsuit filed. But I think it all comes down to like the contract itself. Again, yeah. none of us have any information as to what the contract consists of. So we can't mm-hmm. necessarily get any type of assumptions as to where this lawsuit will go. And right. who knows, maybe maybe Disney might just settle and just give her the loss of money or loss of income that came from it. But yeah. I mean, I hope this doesn't turn into like a major lawsuit battle because Jesus Christ, do you understand like what that would happen for the future of Oh, it will. It'll and Disney. It it will. It will change streaming forever. And of course, we're at the we're at the tip of the iceberg in terms of streaming services. I mean, this is again. We we said this back in our eighth episode or whatever it was, and I'm saying it again. Streaming services have some kinks that really mm-hmm. need to be figured out, and mm-hmm. this is one of them. It, you know, for me, the thing that I'm kind of sitting here thinking about is if you think of you know her her legal team statement it's no secret that disney is releasing films like black widow directly onto disney plus to increase subscribers which they are and boost the company's stock price which they are to make more money duh that's their whole mo that's their whole purpose um but if you think about this 50 million dollars i feel like trump millions and millions and millions she uh they according to this article she made 20 million for black widow she could be making 70 million for black widow that is five million dollars less than what robert downey jr made who let me keep you who keep this in mind was the highest paid actor of 2018 and 2019 for infinity war and endgame she could very easily be the second highest paid mcu actor to date yeah and the fact that they are cutting her i mean you know again to an ever to an average joe like us 20 million seems like i I don't even know what i would do with 20 million dollars but when they made when they negotiated a contract with her and they she i mean this is her final film like this is her siren song to natasha this is her siren song to the nt the mcu this is it this is the last time that they will probably work together unless it's in a flashback or a fan service type thing for two minutes um i mean she made 20 million she is the, the projected loss that she is facing is over double it is 10 million over double what she could be making for the movie so i don't blame her for being pissed about this and for for trying to take some action um in doing so i I really don't i don't even know if this is like something that like do we know for sure that this is like money directly to her or is it just to her like i believe that this would be 
I believe that this would be for her pay. Now, I don't know. I don't know how it's divvied up. I, I, mm-hmm. I, from what I understand, and I could be wrong. If anybody knows in the comments, um, leave us a comment and let us know or tweet at us. Um, but I think that, um, I, from what I understand, the talent is paid differently than her management. I now, well, mm-hmm. not her management. Her manager may get, or her agent might get a cut of hers. Her, but her agency must have. I, I want to assume, like, because if. I want to. I don't want to assume, but if I had to guess, her from like her salary is based on the revenue, but I feel like the her agency is also based on the revenue as well. So probably she's being undercut. That means her entire agency is being undercut as well. That means Unless that her agency gets a front end deal and her deal is a back end deal, could be. Again, we don't. Know. I don't know. We don't really know. But if I had a guess, I would say this would just be like a, a suit that they filed on behalf of her and her agency because yeah. they all feel like they got a uh, jip from the extra revenue that was um, generated from the streaming service. For sure. So I don't think this is just like a Scarlett Johansson versus Disney. I think it's just her agency plus her uh, as the face against disney which is again i'm not denying i'm not saying that she shouldn't be compensated for the money that's been generated from the streaming service i think she right. should but i think that it's not just her that that is being vocal about it. i think it's that's being affected by it. i think it's also like her agency that's being affected which is why this suit had to be filed because right if if it's not just her i mean it's other people that are being affected. multiple people yeah exactly and these people aren't getting Looking up, people aren't getting millions of dollars. The agency isn't the people in the agency are not getting millions of dollars each. Like they're getting this like a some fraction of that. Mm-hmm. And that matters to them. You know what I mean? Like for yeah, us, for like, sure. We wouldn't know what to do with 20 million. Know. We know what to do with like a couple hundred thousand or a couple thousand. We know what to do with that because we know we've seen that type of money. So I feel like the people in that agency, I mean, they may be given that sort that certain amount of money. And knowing that they're not going to get any any part of that, I mean, they need that to you know survive yeah. because they don't they don't live the lavish lifestyle as or yeah lavish lifestyle as these heavy hitter actors. Right, so, absolutely. For them to think um, that they're getting gypped, I think it makes yeah. sense why that would be like that. I completely agree, man. Um, so this article goes on to talk about how. Um, other studios handled it. So this was about, you know, HBO Max. Um, Disney isn't the first studio to court controversy with hot, the hybrid release model. The coronavirus pandemic has been an unprecedented obstacle for Hollywood with theaters across the United States and the rest of the world closing their doors in compliance with lockdown measures. The initial response from studios was to simply delay the release of their upcoming movies to later in the year. However, when theaters first began to reopen in August of 2020 and the waters were tested with releases like Tenet and The New Mutants, which we talked about Tenet too when Tenet first came out that was kind of a really strange moment um, for film in the pandemic uh, it became clear that the box office would be back wouldn't be back to normal anytime soon uh, anticipating correctly that the coronavirus pandemic and its impact on theaters would last well into the following year Warner Brothers made the bold announcement that all of its 2021 movies would release simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max. This triggered a major backlash across the film industry. In a statement, AMC Theaters CEO Adam Aaron accused Warner Brothers of sacrificing a considerable portion of the profit profitability 
of its movie studio division and that of its production partners and filmmakers to subsidize its HBO Max startup. Uh, Christopher Nolan criticized them. Um, he said it makes no economic sense. There were quite a few. No, uh, there was, there was the, nothing because Christopher Nolan uh, made a made a comment too. Because you see how what they said, Warner Bros. failed to consult them or even warn them of yeah of this associated uh, filmmakers about this happening. So that's true. That is a I feel like that is a breach of contract unnecessarily yeah. if they're not going to be told that a substantial of their revenue is going to be switched down to streaming services or that like the fact that they may experience some sort of like loss or yeah. increase based on this new decision. It's the fact that these studios are not like consulting these directors and filmmakers or actors for that matter about well, these changes. And it's not it's not necessarily the studio. I think the studio is on the side of the directors and of the of the talent to an extent. It's the distributor. You know what I mean? Warner Brothers is the distributor. Disney is the distributor. And if you think about this during the whole pandemic, during all of this, they've been losing money. Disney has lost money. Uh, Warner Brothers has lost money. That's why they're they're all starting to pack onto each other. You know, we did a, a video on um, on Warner Brothers and on AT and T buying Discovery and that whole merger. That's why these companies are merging because they're trying to get as much bang for their buck as they possibly can. I don't think any of this was an accident. Like, oh, we forgot to tell our associated filmmakers and our talent before these streaming services went live and blah blah blah. They were trying to get the biggest bang for their buck. It was on purpose. Um, and they were going to try to make as much money as they possibly could before people like Scarlett Johansson, people like Christopher Nolan, people like these different studios who were like, what the hell? Like, why? we're not getting our cut. Like, why are you making all this money? And we're still struggling to get what we deserve. It's our project, you know, um, which I understand. And I do think it's on purpose to an extent. Um, and I think AT&T, Disney, I think they have the legal teams that they're not even really worried about it. And they're like, whatever, sue us. Okay. Um, which, which kind of sucks. Like, that's not cool. Um, Warner Brothers faced its own threat of legal action as a result of HBO Max release of the HBO Max release plan. Legendary Entertainment, which provided 75% of the financing for Dune and Godzilla vs. Kong, sent out legal warnings to Warner Brothers after being blindsided by the announcement of the movie's hybrid releases. In January 2021, The Hollywood Reporter reported that Warner Brothers was close to a deal with Legendary to resolve the legal confrontation, and Bloomberg reported shortly afterwards that Warner Brothers was resolving disputes with film filmmakers and other talent by offering them guaranteed guaranteed paydays, larger performance-based bonuses, and other means of compensation. Uh, so let's talk about how this is going to impact total. This, That's fair. It, it is fair. Absolutely. That's um, fair to me as compared to what Disney uh, did to yeah. Johansson. Disney's kind of just saying like, okay, it, it was in your contract, you know what I mean? But again, the gray area here is did Scarlett's team really try to renegotiate her contract? If they did, exactly. and if Disney is like, was like, no, we already have a contract, you know, da, 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 the movie's released, it's done, here's your money, go away. That's the problem, and that's the issue. So 
let's let's finish this thing out. Um, as with the legal challenges faced by Warner Brothers, it's extremely likely that Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit against Disney will end up being settled out of court. But regardless of whether the dispute is resolved in the public eye or behind closed doors, the lawsuit sets up a precedent for other parties affected by hybrid releases to take legal action, just like we were talking about with Emma Stone. These people are going to start getting pissed, and this is going to keep happening, which is why they have to figure out Sure, if they want to give Charlotte Johansson her 50 mil under the table and be like, look, don't sue us, don't take us to court, like, here's your money, go away. They can do that, but they have to realize that this problem is going to continue. This is not going away. This is a kink that they have to unravel or it's just going to keep happening. Um, Disney's upcoming movie, Jungle Cruise, will use the same hybrid release model as Black Widow, and I really doubt they want to get into a legal battle with The Rock, (laughs) because he's like the hottest thing since sliced bread right now. Um, Which means that if stars Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt haven't already made new deals with the studio, they could also sue for breach of contract. Given the number of cast, crew members, and companies involved with these movies whose contracts with Disney will have included some kind of back-end deal, there's even potential for a class class action lawsuit. Another possible effect of Johansson's lawsuit is that Disney and other studios will avoid trying to blindside actors and other talent with changes to their release of plans in the future. Much of the ire from the Warner Brothers HBO Max announcement resulted from the studio making the decision to unilaterally and not giving any advance or any advance notice to partners whose earnings depended on an exclusive theatrical release. Johansson's complaint states that her team tried to renegotiate her contract after the, the decision was made to release Black Widow on Disney Plus Premier Access, but that Marvel Studios and Disney were unresponsive. Given how quickly legal fees can add up, it would be more financially prudent for studios to proactively negotiate new deals rather than waiting to get sued. And that's exactly what we just talked about. It would be better for Disney to be to for it would be better for Disney to be like, look, we know this is screwed up. Let's let's fix your deal. Let's give you your cut so that we don't have to take this to court. We don't have to get sued. You don't have to sue us. You don't have to be mad at us. We don't have to be mad at you. We'll just fix your deal. The interesting thing is that her legal team is saying that Marvel Studios and Disney were both unresponsive, which is not what Kevin Feige says at all. Um, You know, Kevin Feige has said, and we'll get to this in a little bit too, Kevin Feige is supposedly pissed that that this is happening and that that Disney Studios is doing this to Scarlett. Yeah, Um, because because, because the thing is, because Kevin Feige is, he's, He's the head guy for the MCU, and he represents all of the yeah. actors in the MCU for um, Disney. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, obviously Kevin Feige and everyone in the MCU is going to be furious about what Disney is doing because, I mean, who knows if they're going to try to do this with all the other actors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who knows mm-hmm. what's going to happen with Shang- Shang-Chi? For sure. Um, and this is kind of an interesting thing, too. Will the lawsuit affect further 
or future Disney Plus releases. And that's, again, that's kind of one of the big things that we're talking about here. Um, Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit may have some impact on Disney Plus's isol- or decision, isolation, I don't know what the hell I'm saying, to continue with hybrid releases throughout 2021 and beyond, but it won't be the deciding factor. The film industry has never had to deal with anything like the coronavirus pandemic before, and it's never had to deal with anything like this either because streaming services didn't exist all the way back then, you know? Um, And while due releases in theaters and on streaming services have become the favored solution, it's still a largely untested and constantly evolving release strategy. Not only will studios have to adapt talent and partner contracts to fairly reflect a blend of box office and streaming revenue, they'll also have to deal with pushback from theater chains like AMC, Regal, and Cinemark. Um... When it comes to attracting talent, the arguments against hybrid releases go beyond dollars and cents. Many directors and actors believe fiercely in the theatrical experience and are unhappy with the idea of their movie debuting on iPhones and laptops at the same time it premieres in theaters. I'd be pissed too, man. Especially if especially if you're if you're a really cinematic like if you're one of those directors like Christopher Nolan or James Cameron or Steven Spielberg. I doubt Steven Spielberg wants West Side Story like on a little like six by two phone oh, or something. You know I, what I mean? I wouldn't either. I, yeah. Remember, remember, because both of us saw Godzilla versus Kong in the theaters, and then we both said to each other, when we went back home, we saw it again on our phones. Yeah. We didn't have that same experience as we did whenever we were in the movie theater. Right. So it's a pretty, it's a massive uh, factor into a whole streaming services uh coming into play with uh, these yeah. movies coming out so but again i think that factor only can technically apply to us as a audience member and i guess the uh directors because it's yeah. their, it's their decision it's their property or so to speak it's their creation mm-hmm. so i get that um but again that's that's just like an opinionated thing so to speak right but when it comes down to the whole money thing that's the biggest uh uh gamble with everyone else is whether or not these uh actors and directors and filmmakers are going to get compensated for the revenue of these streaming services because mm-hmm. of how new it is because again this this was probably the most this was the biggest uh personification of the phrase it's easier to ask for forgiveness than to get permission you know what i mean yeah yes like that's the said, approach that they took to this pretty much because all these dudes are like oh well, we'll just go to streaming service and if you guys are pissed off we'll we'll, we'll compensate you right so pretty much the biggest uh you know representation of that phrase and mm-hmm. if you look at a, and it's kind of sad to think that disney's the one that's that didn't do that correctly because let's be honest, um, Warner Bros. I mean, they're doing a decent job with uh, what's it called, damage control with this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. As you said in the pre- up there in the in the previous article, like they they're trying they're taking steps to compensate for this, mm-hmm. even though the directors are not happy that the whole movie going experience is being thrown on the bus. They do agree that that they do agree to the fact that they're being compensated. Right. But at the same time. There's just so many of these factors come into play. It's like, do are these streaming services going to continue <clears throat> to hinder the filmmaking industry right. for years to come? And I think that's going to be the case, 100. I think 
now I'm probably getting ahead of myself, but like I could ask you this question later on, but or you can answer it for me. Um, are movies going to become more toned down due to these streaming services? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when you take out that's the whole, fair. Uh, cinematic uh, theater experience, like I mean, I feel like most of the movies soon are going to become more dulled down and not as uh, cinematic as we get because they're not well, going to be in theaters and they're just going to be thrown into the streaming services. That's an interesting thought as well, and you know this also brings up you know attracting talent. I mean, we talked about this you know a little bit last week. The MCU is growing exponentially. Um, they have to keep attracting new upcoming actors to take part in their projects. And if they, if you're an actor that they approach to you and they're like, Hey, we really want you to take on this role, whether it's Marvel, whether it's a Disney film, whatever, if, if you know, if you already know that you're going to run into this and that they're going to try to jip you because they're going to put your movie on, um, on, you know, in theaters and on Disney plus, and you're not going to get the cut that you should really get especially if you believe in that theater experience and experiencing something on a big screen. Or uh, again, if you're Zendaya or if you're any of the actors in Dune, Dune is like an IMAX film. I mean, it's going to be an IMAX. That is something to experience in like a Cinemark XD theater or an IMAX Mm -hmm. theater. Um, Mm -hmm. That's something else that they have to take into consideration. Um, So this is a different article. This is um, from The Hollywood Reporter as you can see, and this kind of talks a little bit more about, uh, we won't read this whole thing, just briefly talks a little bit more about uh, Disney's defense of what they've done um, and their response to Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit. Um, CAA co-chairman Brian Lord is criticizing Disney for its aggressive response to his client, Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit against the company over Black Widow's release to Disney Plus, which included calling the star callous in regard to the effects of the pandemic. So this is what we just talked about with their response of them kind of overstating the fact that like, oh, she doesn't care about the pandemic because she's just greedy and wants her money, which I think is not entirely the truth. Um, I, honestly, I don't think I don't think it's the truth at all. I think it is yeah, a cop out, and I think it's it's, it's a way like like her lawyer said of hurting her public image. That's all it is, um, and that's that's all they want to do. They want to try. They want people to shut her down so that they don't have to. They have shamelessly and falsely accused Mrs. Johansson of being insensitive to the global COVID pandemic in an attempt to make her appear to be someone that they and I know she isn't. Uh, The CAA boss said Johansson had partnered with Disney on nine movies which have earned Disney and its shareholders billions, which is true. Billions. Marvel's Black Widow was among numerous events uh, or event movies that have debuted simultaneously on streaming and in theaters because of the pandemic. Johansson's complaint says Disney sacrificed the movie's box office potential, yada, yada, yada. We know all of this. This is uh, Brian Lord's full statement, and this is what I wanted to get to. I want to address the Walt Disney Company statement that was issued in response to the lawsuit filed by them yesterday or filed against them yesterday, excuse me, by our client Scarlett Johansson. They have shamelessly and falsely accused Mrs. Johansson of being insensitive to the global COVID pandemic in an attempt to make her appear to be someone they and I know she isn't. Scarlett has been Disney's partner on nine movies which have earned Disney and its shareholders billions. The company included her salary in the press statement 
statement in an attempt to weaponize her success as an artist and businesswoman and as if that was something she would be ashamed of. Scarlett is extremely proud of the work that she and all of the actors, writers, producers, and the Marvel creative team have been a part of for well over a decade, as she should be, and as why she should be a little bit taken back by uh, by the fact that Disney is doing this and by the fact that they kind of did this so, uh, how should I say, harshly, sharply. It's kind of crazy like, because, I don't know, go, go with on what you said. I was going to say, it's kind of like, it's kind of backstabbing to think about it because like Jesus, uh, Disney and the MCU have been like, close knit since hell Tony Stark uh came out with Iron Man one. Like, well when they bought one. Yeah. when Disney bought Marvel shortly after that. Exactly. So they've been negotiating with each other for years. And for this to come out of nowhere and for or for the COVID pandemic to come out of nowhere and creates this this huge rift within the film industry, you would think that Disney and all the actors in the MCU would have have attempted to make these negotiations, the renegotiation yeah. of the contract, but to think that they would to just do what they did and try to shove it past it and again try to diminish her public image, that's pretty messed up in the from art from at least my perspective. Well, for, for Disney to do that to the MCU uh, creative team and all the other actors, like that's the fact that she could do the fact that they could do that to one of the most one of the pioneering actors yeah. of this huge cinematic universe. Who's to say they'll do it to like some new smaller? Oh, uh, for sure, actor, absolutely. Later on, yeah. Like this is this is a pretty big moment for uh, Disney to show us the fans how much do you actually care for these actors how much do you actually care for the creative team that's giving you and spending tireless hours in creating such a expansive universe such an right. expansive uh, and entertaining universe yeah and for disney to just throw them under the bus and claim uh, pretty claim a pretty crummy cop-out statement like that i mean that that speaks volumes to uh those of those are those are the people that are watching and listening and reading up on what's going on right now absolutely and the other thing that you know i'm kind of sitting here rolling in my head is the fact that disney went straight to her public image if they would have released a statement like defending their decision and defending exactly. their decision to release it on disney plus and in theater simultaneously mm -hmm. and they would have kind of explained their thought process a little bit mm -hmm. that's one thing but the fact that they were they went immediately in the second sentence of their response to trying to get her public image diminished and to being like, oh, she doesn't care about COVID and blah, blah, blah. That makes you seem like you're wrong and that you know you're wrong and that you know you purposely gypped her. Would you agree? It makes it, yeah. I, I don't know, it guys, makes it seem like, yeah, we know we're wrong, but guys, the you're wrong sucks. and you don't care about COVID. Yeah. Like, the pandemic sucks. It's universally known that it sucked. But we're all trying to make it work. We're all trying to make the best of what we can. And that's uh -huh. pretty much what Scarlett Johansson is doing. She's, she's saying, okay, I'm trying to make the best of this current situation. Like, I know 
the theaters are going to take a massive hit. But look, now that you guys are doing the streaming services, maybe we can get some sort of normal revenue uh, generated back to back to us. And then for Disney to be like, no, that's our money. Yeah. That's pretty shitty. And, you know, I, I think you... Gonna, I was going to say, and then Disney's going to say that. It's, it's pretty crummy to think about like that. COVID sucked, okay? I think we can all know. It, mm-hmm. it sucked major balls. But we're all trying to make the best of what we can out of this For sure. crazy, um, unimaginable situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and it's funny that you say that because I don't think that, um, you know, I obviously everybody, like we talked about earlier, everybody was losing money when the pandemic started. Disney had to find a way to to generate more income and to bring this stuff to people when they were locked down at home. And I'm not saying that Disney Plus is a a way to screw people. I think that was Disney's way of trying to make the best of a bad situation. But mm-hmm. if you're going to introduce something new into the mix, you have to try and make it work for everybody. The the issue there there's two issues with Disney right now. The first issue is that they blindsided everyone and that they didn't try to negotiate their contracts where they're all trying to make the same amount of money that they would have without COVID with normal theatrical releases. Mm -hmm. And the second problem is how they responded to her lawsuit because I just, I I think it was in, uh, I think it was in very, very poor taste of Disney to to release something like that mm-hmm. and personally attack her instead of, you know, if you're the CEO of a company, especially of Disney, of arguably the biggest company on the face of the planet right now, I think you feel I'm, it's Disney. It's friggin' Mickey Mouse. Like, I feel like you need to have a little bit more of a, uh, a, a compassionate response and not just like, she doesn't care about you. She doesn't care about COVID. Mm-hmm. We were right. She's wrong. Like it, it just—I don't know. It seems very childish. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Kevin Feige. This is the last article I have um, for us to check out because Kevin Feige is apparently pissed with Disney over all of this stuff. Like you said, as he should be, um, because he is kind of the face of the MCU. He is the—he is the—he's uh, the watcher. He is of the of the MCU right now. Um, So this article says the Marvel Cinematic Universe seems to be getting major updates on an almost daily basis, including some tied to Black Widow, which finally debuted earlier this month after a series of COVID-19 delays, yada, yada, yada. We know all of that stuff. Um, The film was released both in theaters and through Disney Plus premiere access tier, something that has sparked its own conversation this week upon news that franchise star Charlotte Johansson will be suing the company over the decision. The move, which alleges that Johansson's initial contract was breached once the film no longer received a theatrical wide release, has buzzed about for a lot of different reasons, and a new report might indicate one side of it. A new... A new What I'm Hearing newsletter from the former Hollywood reporter editor Matthew Baloney breaks down the Black Widow lawsuit and claims that Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige is also unhappy about the film's hybrid release, something that was previously teased in reports earlier this year. 
Uh, Foggy is a company man and not prone to corporate showdowns or shouting matches, but I'm told he's angry and embarrassed. Baloney's newsletter reads in part, he lobbied Disney against the day and date plan for Black Widow, preferring that the big screen exclusivity and not wanting to upset his talent. And when the shit hit the fan, then the movie started tanking and Johansson's team threatened litigation. He wanted Disney to make this right with her. Disney declined to comment on Feige. So they know they'll comment on Scarlet, but they don't want to comment with Kevin Feige because they don't want to burn that bridge because the MCU is a, it, it, let's be honest, I think it's their biggest moneymaker. I, and I do think more so than Star Wars. I know Star Wars is big, but there's a lot of people that are kind of pissed off with Star Wars right now. <laughs> I think that latest trilogy really kind of put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths with Star Wars. Oh, no, yeah, that pissed off a lot of people. It really did. Yeah. And I think the MCU is definitely a higher um, a higher property than Star Wars right now. Uh, so they don't want to piss off Kevin Feige. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't... I just... I don't know, man. I, I think Disney is wrong here. I, I That's kind of my gut yeah, feeling. Yeah. Um, you sound, sound hesitant to say that. Really, I'm... 100% down that they're wrong in this. And again, I love Disney. I love the MCU and all they're doing, but this is this is just um, how can you say? This is just a big company taking advantage of their prospects and properties. And right. that's just I don't know. It's I don't want to say it's a I don't want to say it's something that should be investigated so to speak you know what i mean because let's be honest if because we had uh, we've had the discussion before about uh you know the big the big five stocks that are in this world right now yeah Apple, google uh facebook uh amazon and disney all of them are such huge um entities that mm -hmm. impact this entire world to be honest and right the question begs do should they should they stay this big, powerful uh, entity, yeah. or should they be semi-watched uh, over, semi-regulated? Because I mean, these guns are like that. That's like one of this is one of the things that made me think of: Are they becoming too much of a monopoly to the point where they have these these uh, like Kevin Feige and MCU has to abide or has to live by what disney says because if yeah. they don't where else do they have to go you know what i mean i know and I, and i think i hope you know, that's not the case. it's kind of sad when you say it like that because where else are they gonna go yeah exactly because disney kind of scary powerful disney is already one of the most powerful um entities in this country and honestly in the world so it's yeah. like, you kind of have to play by the rules or else you're just absolutely or else the mcu is just going to go down the shambles there isn't much places to go so that yeah. begs the question is disney technically becoming a monopoly at this point and then oh it is their, it is a yeah. monopoly i mean okay. like it i think we're past that point mm -hmm. but is it, is it going to be a thing where courts and regulations have to come into place so that this doesn't happen i don't think it will I think this would probably just be settled under the table as what Scarlett Johansson's and all the other reporters are saying. I'm pretty sure this will go, this this will be a settlement that won't have to go through court, but this will plant a thought in a lot of people's head as to mm -hmm. how big is Disney and how big are they to the point where they can get away with this type of stuff, where they can live right. by the 
it's easier to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. Yeah. Because I feel like Disney can definitely do that as many times as they want because they're so big and they have enough money to be like, oh, yeah, we did this. We screwed you over. But here's some compensation because we did what we did. Yeah. My prediction for this, for this particular lawsuit that we were talking about today, um, I think Disney will pay Scarlett Johansson under the table. I don't think mm-hmm. this will go to court. I think they'll give her her 50 be, mil. I would be or, surprised if it does. I think they'll give her her 50 mil or whatever and make her happy and appease her. But again, the, the, the issue here is that this, even if they take out this kink in the chain, this is going to be an ongoing issue for a long time because, and this is a, this is something that they are going to have to address and fix with these streaming services, not just with Disney. Um, but with HBO Max, with Paramount Plus, with Discovery Plus, with, you know, I, I say Netflix, but I don't think Netflix has the same kind of issues. Oh, Netflix um, is going to get... Although Netflix, Netflix might gonna... have the same kind of issues because uh, I I haven't looked into it, but I've seen reports that Halloween Kills may possibly debut on Netflix at the fair, same yeah. time as the theatrical release, which again, for a smaller studio like Blumhouse, that might be a bad thing. I mean, yes, Halloween's going to make $250, $300 million at the box office or more. But well, I mean, to be honest, I, I, mean, I don't know, man. It's going to be an ongoing issue. Do you, do you, know what really, you know what really fucks me up right now is the fact that, how can I put this right? Netflix has been a household name for us for years, mm-hmm. way back. Some of you old folks won't, won't know, but they did used to, Netflix used to mail us movies. Yep. Yep. I don't know if you guys remember. Netflix is part of what killed Blockbuster. Yes. We did a whole episode on that too. Exactly. So <laughs> so it's just the fact that Netflix is such a household name. Yeah. But guess what? You don't hear much, you don't hear many uh, big talks of what wrongdoings Netflix is doing. You only hear that with these new streaming services. They're trying to be bigger, better, and faster than Netflix. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Netflix is still kicking around. It's still generating a lot of revenue, and it's still a high a high stock yeah. in the in the market. But I mean, they're doing everything right by the book, despite the fact that they're not as they're not growing as fast as all yeah. the other ones. Because with Paramount, HBO Max, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, like. I think Netflix needs to figure something out soon because they're getting surpassed real quick. Well, here's the thing. I think their model is doing just fine as it is because let's be honest, they're, they're stagnant right now. I mean, they're doing fine, but they're not, they're not getting these lawsuits. That's fair. They're not getting these, this this heat from these directors. If they start doing what, if they start doing the same kind of crap that Disney and Warner brothers are doing with, uh, with Blumhouse and the Michael Myers Halloween coming out, I mean, I'm pretty sure Netflix is going to write some notes down from what's been going on the past couple of months and say, okay, this is what's been going on with these uh, hybrid uh, debuts of these movies. What can we do to do it better? And right. I hope I hope Netflix takes some notes down and show and show these other you know newer top-notch streaming services how to actually do these how to do these transactions how to do these deals because i'll be honest i've been i've been a netflix fan i'm still a netflix fan even after 
Amazon Netflix has that. good stuff on it. Yeah, they have good stuff on it. And the fact that they're still like they're still getting plenty of deals. They're still mm-hmm. gonna, they're getting I think they just snagged a deal with Sony. So they're gonna get all the Spider-Man movies, all of these other Oh yeah, I forgot about materials. that. So I mean they're mm-hmm. they're doing just fine living by their general um model on how to do business. Yeah. So and it's funny because thing. it's funny yeah. you mentioned spider-man because on the spider-man no way home like teaser thing that we got when they released the title whenever mm-hmm. it fl- sony didn't play in games it, with disney they flat out said only in theaters on it like they plastered that thing right there on the edge because they want i mean it's a big deal um mm-hmm. moving forward I, I i hope that they settle this with scarlett johansson i hope she gets what she deserves i really do because this is her last one this is the end of yeah, Nat's pretty, story. Um, way to end for story. I know, and I, I also have a really soft spot for her because I like her a lot. Um, and I hope that she gets what she d- deserves from the project. And I hope that Disney learns a lesson moving forward. And not even just Disney, all of the, the major distributors, whether it's on HBO, it's um, Warner Brothers and AT&T, whoever it is. I hope that they realize that you have to factor in Disney Plus and HBO Max and Paramount Plus and all of these streaming services into their contracts because you can't just keep jipping people. Mm-hmm. I know they need to make money. The pandemic is still going on. Things are starting to ramp back up again. Who knows where we're going to be in the fall? I know. October 1st, too. The hell no, knows where we're going to be. Um, they, they, they just reinstated mask at a, a couple of uh, places over here. I know. It's they it's starting. It, so yeah, things yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So go get so, vaccinated. I mean, go I mean, get vaccinated. But that that's also like a good question. Like unfortunately, what the fuck with this thing that's going on right now? Movie theaters may start closing back down again. God, What's gonna happen? Like with these streaming services. I mean Yes, as much as I really as, hope as not. much as we hate these streaming services pulling away these movies, I mean pretty soon it's gonna be their only source of revenue with these with these filmmakers. So I gotta see people, Halloween kills in a theater, man. I know, I know. I have to. I know. But sticking to the to the to the topic today, like if we're in a, if we're gonna if we're if and for any reason we have to go back into a lockdown and these places start shutting down again, these filmmakers are gonna have to take a hard pill to swallow to know that their movies are gonna go back to streaming services yeah. again. And it's gonna be a tough pill to swallow. But this is gonna be this is probably gonna be the most this is the most interesting time for filmmaking and just movies in general because of what this COVID pandemic has really done yeah. for damn near anything. Like this thing has affected so many different types of levels of of us whether it's work school entertainment everything and obviously we're just talking right now about the entertainment movies but it's such a mess and we're going through a massive shift into the whole uh absolutely so and with this whole new delta variant and this is just going to continue uh pushing more and more different types of questions and concerns with the way we will be enjoying film mm-hmm. in the future yeah it's so. definitely going to be an ongoing conversation and I, like i said i just hope that they learn their lesson from this um moving forward with their negotiations of contracts with their talent 
but guys, I think that's going to do it for uh, episode 32 of Let's Talk Movies. I still can't believe that we're at 32 already. That's mind-blowing. Um, thanks so much for uh, hanging out with us today and for taking the time out of your day to chill with us. Let us know what you think in the comments. Do you think Disney's right or do you think Scarlett Johansson's right? What do you think about the whole lawsuit and the, the breach of contracts? And this is going to, like we said, this is going to be an ongoing issue moving forward. Uh, so let us know your thoughts, please. We love to get your comments and talk with you all. New episodes of Let's Talk Movies and Let's Talk Movie News drop every Monday and Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Next week on episode 33 of Let's Talk Movies, we are going to have our first special guest on. We are having JT from hashtag HeyJ, his channel. We are having him on to talk Halloween. We're talking movies. We're talking his channel. We're talking a whole bunch of different things. And uh, that's going to be really cool. We're excited to have our first guest on. Uh, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at We Talk the Movies. We're also on TikTok, which we need to post some new stuff on TikTok pretty soon, but it's okay. So follow us there as well. Guys, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. See ya.